Hello and welcome to Our Child and Max inaugural podcast. I'm Jacqueline and I'm going to be hosting, but you're not predominantly going to be hearing from me today. I want to give you a little bit of a taste of what you're getting yourself into with this podcast. So you're actually going to be hearing from six different people, so you can decide if you want to go on this journey with us. And I really, 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 really hope that you do. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to two co-presidents of the club that is generating this podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Emily. And my name is Sneha, and we're here today to tell you more about McMaster Warchild. So back in 2019, uh, we attended a speech that Dr. Samantha Nutt, who was the founder of Warchild International, gave at McMaster on the arms trade. Uh, And she said a lot of really fascinating points, but one really striking thing that she said that really caught our attention um, was she said that she was interviewing a lot of women in countries where the arms trade, the effects of the arms trade are really felt. And uh, at the end of each interview, she would ask them if they had any questions for her. And one question that came up consistently across the board was, do the people where you're from know what's happening to us? And she was really disheartened when she had to consistently say, no, they don't. So Sneha and I were really inspired because we wanted to change that. So the way that we've done that is that we started a group that hosts think tanks and uh, fundraising events for War Child Canada. And we also do various awareness campaigns um, to try and get people to think more about the issues going on around the world and specifically about the work of War Child in helping the lives of children in war zones. Exactly. And War Child itself is a really great organization with over 98% of its uh, staff local to the areas where they're working. And they focus on three primary pillars, which are opportunity, justice, and education. And they're basically trying to restore childhood for children in war zones. So it's a really worthwhile cause. So we hope that by listening to this podcast, we'll be able to think more globally and someday the answer to the question of do people where you're from know what's happening to us will in fact be yes. I think it's a really insightful look at not only why we want to be doing this podcast but I think also why in general we want to be having the kinds of conversations that we hope to achieve with through and in this podcast. Now that we're all kind of on the same page about why we want to do this, I want to take a moment to examine tangibly what this podcast is going to be looking like. Uh, And for that, I really want to draw from the written blogs that War Child and Mac has been producing for the past year or so. Now, if you're not familiar at all with the blogs, that's totally okay. I think my favorite part about them is actually that it's not one cohesive piece. Uh, There's so many different topics and tones and all the different articles because there are just so many different authors and curators. Uh, For this podcast, I hope to have different writers come on, read out their piece, and have a conversation about some of the creative processes and critical questions that are just inherently accompanying um, insightful pieces such as what they're writing. Uh, Now, because they're all different authors and curators with different tones and topics, the things we have discussed and looked at in blogs in the past have varied all the way from um, a student's personal experiences with war and conflict to analytical looks at humanitarian aid, uh, protest institutions, to uh, more free thought rambles. 
And so without spoiling future blog posts to come, uh, but to still give you an idea of what you're getting yourself into as a listener of this podcast, deciding if you want to go on this journey, we have today snippets read out loud from four past blog posts. So please enjoy these snippets of posts written and read by Lian, Andrea, Sharang, and myself. This apathy towards strife experienced by others is not an isolated occurrence. It is recurrent in conversations, social media, and mainstream media outlets. It seems that the farther away conflicts are, the less people care. It is overwhelming to discover how desensitized society has become to the repercussions of war. Though, I understand how disheartening it can be to keep up with the news. Even I have fallen out into a drawn-out state of despondency over the news of Syria. It seems that every time I turn on the television, there is some new manifestation of oppression, tyranny, and destruction going on in the world. However, I strongly believe that people have a responsibility to seek out balanced information rather than deliberately avoiding disheartening news. Avoidance ultimately leads to blind ignorance and apathy. For better or worse, everything is connected, from the environment to socioeconomic inequality to human rights. Unless somebody reading this has Thanos-like powers, nobody can tackle all of that at once. We don't have to. Even if you aren't an expert on every historic and modern wrong in this world, you can be an expert in something and you can do something. Even if that something doesn't seem like a lot, it's connected to more than you can see. And if you learn one thing, advocate for one important change, raise a single dollar for a worthwhile charity, you've made a start. Humanity is intrinsically flawed and will never achieve perfection in our lifetime, but we can all make a start. So I'll sign off with an optimistic question. How can you make a start? There have been mass youth protests in Nigeria throughout the month of October 2020 against the brutality, killings, and greed-driven corruption of the SARS unit. These protests have been entirely peaceful and protesters have been primarily blocking main roads. The related hashtags NSARS and SARS must end now have been trending on Twitter, garnering attention from around the world. The protesters have five demands the immediate release of all arrested protesters, justice for all deceased victims of police brutality and appropriate compensation for their families, the creation of an independent body to oversee the investigation and prosecution of all reports of police misconduct within 10 days, in line with Nigeria's new police act, psychological evaluation and retraining to be overseen by an independent body, of all disbanded SARS officers before they can be redeployed, and an increase in police salary so that they are adequately compensated for protecting the lives and properties of citizens. Aid has become paternalistic. It is seen as a gift from the more developed to the less. It is seen as something to be practiced only by the developed. But, as is blatantly clear from Ciroli's story, this often doesn't work out. Why? 
because we need to listen. To begin with, nobody knows the local land and socioeconomic conditions better than the locals. Locals are imbued with a deep understanding of place that anybody coming from outside would struggle to obtain. Locals know about the geography, economy, culture of their place. They understand how this place functions and can best understand what they need, as they know themselves what they have and lack. But, in the current paradigm of age, Gibson Graham argues, underdevelopment is seen in terms of a lack. Underdeveloped nations and places are lacking in something which then needs to be built up. However, if we instead look at development in terms of what is there, what one already has, what resources and socioeconomic systems are already in place, if, instead of seeing them in terms of their distance from Western models, we decide to build up off them, we can move Past this, locals understand what they have better than anyone else, and if we want to help them build up from that, then we're gonna have to listen to them. A big thanks to everyone who contributed to today's podcast, and to you, our listener, for sticking with us all the way through. I hope you'll join us again in a couple of weeks as we have our first proper episode and hear from a writer. Stay safe, stay well, and see you again soon.